0: Happy New Year, listeners, and what a mighty (laughs) year it's going to be. Happy New Year, Ben. Uh, Hi, Same to you, mate. Dude, I am so pumped for Hobby right now. It is (laughs) ridiculous. I'm not joking. This morning I got up at six o'clock and set up the podcast recording booth before I went to work. I was that excited. Really? I um, I
1: got woken up this morning being slapped in the face by Lady Corn, so
0: excellent just the way you should wake up so listeners thank you for joining us in 2018 we've got lots to talk about so as ever straight into the hobby desk we'll be talking about me completing some corn units hurrah ben completing some crazy skeletons which is a little bit evil so that's nice that's a step forward for him um <laughs> we've both played some games i've managed to play some aos and some 40k uh there's even a victory in there which will shock people um but uh, we'll talk about that in a bit galaxy of war the uh, custodians are upon us and then there's also a real army in the form of the thousand suns um, and the demons are here so a joyous a joyous time into the mortal realms and it's more joy in the form of nurgle um so that's great uh you can start to see why i'm excited malign portents as well we'll be chatting about that we've got a bit of a shout out in the community today to the pro painted guys um listening to them getting picking up some bits off them and then finally into the wild so i want to talk about building trains strange (laughs) um and ben is going to talk a bit about hellboy so as ever Grab your refreshments. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to 2018.
1: Hi, guys, and welcome to The Hobby Desk. Um, so we've been a, a few weeks since we lasted our podcast, so we've got a whole ton of stuff to talk about. Um, unfortunately... Uh It sounds like the the world is falling down around the shed. So if you hear some banging and clattering, that's probably because
0: the that wind is, is no. trying to blow my no, shed what over. What is that? That is not immersive, is it? What are you talking about? That noise is clearly the sound of re-entry of the drop pod.
1: Well, yes, it could quite in, be. Either that or the Geller field is failing.
0: Yeah, it could be that.
1: <laughs> so I'm ready. I have an axe within <laughs> arm's reach. <laughs> so Dan has... um I hope everyone's sat down for this, but Dan has painted a model. Not just put paint on a model, but actually finished painting a model. Not not just one, either. Four. But four. Four models. <laughs> I think that deserves, that deserves a round of applause
0: for Dan, I think. Ah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> that is so nice
1: of you. Well, tell us about them. Come on.
0: I'm, I'm dead excited that you're painted again, even if you're not. I am excited. I'm loving it. So, um, <laughs> what have I done? So I have finished, finally finished my Forge Fiends that I went back and looked at. And I think I first posted about them on Facebook on the 3rd of September. <laughs> <laughs> so that is embarrassing. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. it is. <laughs> I don't really know
0: quite what happened there, but yeah, that's, uh, that was a long time. So they are, they are done. Um, I've not, I, so. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but basically I'm jazzing up my corn. I'm going to be adding blood for the blood god and snow and little flowers and stuff just to lift it all. Um, but what flowers? Yeah. Little purple flowers because they sort of contrast against the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just start. seems a bit
1: random to have flowers on a
0: corn I army, mean, but nah, I, yeah, come I, can, on. I can see where it goes. Co- no, Look, no, it's a bit they random. Can, they can appreciate a bit of beauty where it's important. Like, like in that case. <laughs> in so, what way? You got <laughs> Look, come this? on. Sometimes blood, blood splatters in skulls, such a nice way. Flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you not? Yeah. Local florists are a bit weird up here. So anyway, <laughs> I've not, I've not done that to those bases yet. Basically because I'm currently painting. I've got, we're going to Warhammer World on the 19th for the Tenebrous campaign weekend. And I'm painting for that. So I don't want to have an army, which is half based with, um, snow and flowers and the other half isn't. So I'm going to keep it all off and then I'll do it in one big session. So if I've got time before the event, I'll do it before the event. If I haven't, I'll do it afterwards.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. That's so good idea. yeah, so there's that.
0: Um, and then... don't,
1: don't get me wrong. I, I quite like the idea of the flowers. Yeah, I know you do. It's it's quite a quite a juxtaposition. I like it. Well, it, yeah. yeah, especially if you had like blood across the flowers.
0: <laughs> now you're just being sick. No, I'm not. And <laughs> and have trampled flowers. Do trampled flowers. Oh my goodness, you and the effort. Goodness me. Just flowers, well trampled flowers trampled, trampled flowers would work, wouldn't it? No, no come on. Right. Put the effort in, Dan. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, um. I then painted two characters up. They were originally, it was originally going to be an exalted champion and, um, oh, a dark apostle. But now I think they're both going to be exalted champions because I want the rerolls to, win. I mean, because I feel that background-wise, that fits really nicely. <laughs> um, no, so the Exalted Champion gives you rerolls to wound, so I want that. So I painted them up in a day, which was cool. Um, I managed to get a really rare day off where I got to sit down and just do some painting. So they got painted up, and um, and then I I bought three Hellbrutes uh, just because why not? Um, I was watching Tabletop Tactics actually, and. Um, they had a Tactica game, which is their games where they talk about how they actually go about making the decisions and stuff. And it had these guys in it, uh, these hellbrutes. And I think, uh, well, I know that they'll they'll be effective. So I played against, um, I played against some Mechanicum recently, and I lost frustratingly by turn three. Um, <laughs> something about turn three and me, but um, we were playing up <laughs> I re- the table. I reckon you There's just a, give up. I'm trying to think what the. T- in fact. I don't have to try and remember what the deployment was. I am going to look in my Warhammer forty thousand battle journal. Hold oh on, listeners! Days. Hold on! Hold on! And I'll just get my um. You'd think he gets paid by games. Of I'll just, just players, get my Age of you? Sigma one out as well while I'm there because I played a game of that. So in my battle journal, um, we played Race to Victory. Um, deployment map was the Spearhead Assault, which is down the down the table. Ben managed to blow up my Kaitan engine on turn two because those robots are flipping filthy. It's just ridiculous. Um, and yeah, we called it on turn three because the world eater ca- Oh, yeah, that's right. Khan being heroic managed to fail a six inch charge, even though I used a command point to re roll one of the dice. Um, and at that point, <laughs> that was kind of it really. So, but one of the things I found because I just painted the two forge fiends and I had the Kaitan engine. Um, but. The, the Forge Fiends are only really effective if you're able to use the Demon Forge Stratagem. But you want to use the Demon Forge Stratagem on the kaitan, So the Hellbrutes don't need the Demon Forge Stratagem to be effective. In fact, I don't think they can even use it. So um, that's why I want to replace the Forge Fiends with, with Hellbrutes. But trying to convert them, man. Oh, I know you were mocking me last night when I was talking to you about this. But the legs, it's just ridiculous. They just... Well, why bother? You can move the waist. You can move the head. Well, because they're just
1: like stood there, like dreadnought. Dreadnoughts have been stood there for thirty years.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. Maybe
1: it's only since they well, released. Don't the say that now, because I've already
0: it. hacked one apart and then realised that I don't actually have any real working knowledge of green stuff. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to learn. So That was really clever. That was.
1: So you know, forward plug. That's worth listening to the most recent pro painted podcast.
0: then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I am fully back on it. Really, we've painted. Yeah, you know, I've really been cracking on. Um, Hellbroots I've started building the hellbruits, so they need. I've got until the twenty. What did I say? The nineteenth to get them done. So three. Helbrutes I can't believe how close that is. Two and a half weeks. Is it even two and a half? No, two. Yes. It's less than two, mate. It's less than two... Oh, balls. Okay. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I might not get them done.
1: <laughs> I might get them built. Well, you're not going to get them done if you spend... like you, I mean, the picture you've posted is hilarious. You've just chopped that dude to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you've just bent a leg or something. You've gone for it. So.
0: I Well, that's fine, because I can build the rest of it while I'm... Well I because I'm gonna have to obviously fill that gap with green stuff uh-huh. first, up to a level <laughs> and let that dry. And then go in with a bit more green stuff and start trying to build up the muscle. <clears throat> I'm not sure I would use green stuff to fill the, the large gap. Oh what would
1: you probably, use? Probably probably use a, a less fine putty. Oh okay. Maybe something like um you know the original Milliput or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Well maybe I'll do that then. But Either way, because it's
1: just easier to squidge in there, and you know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I'm really excited. to, do. to do.
1: Sculpting is a really cool thing to learn, and I, I've always, I dabble, um, I dabble to fill in gaps in conversions or something. But I mean, I really w- would love to be able to develop the skills to a point where I could sculpt something from scratch. That would be amazing. Mm. I maybe a hobby. I go- just... Maybe a hobby goal for this year. I'm. I, you know, we're talk. We're going to talk about. Um, Hobby resolutions or hobby goals for this year. I think sculpting a model would be quite a cool one. However bad it turned out to be. <laughs> I, yeah, I,
0: I think that would be a cool one for you. And you. No, I can't be bothered, mate. There are yeah, people... you could do, no, do a little I demon. don't pay all this money to buy the best miniatures in the world because I want to sculpt models. That's just not... No. I just oh, can't be bothered. Just... You can do it. You can do it for me. I See, I find that a bit of a shame, Dan. I've got to be honest.
1: I am am slightly disappointed.
0: Everybody's hobby is different, isn't it? Sculpting just just doesn't interest me at all. That's fair enough. Because I haven't got the patience. I haven't got the patience. (laughs) But then again, if you'd asked me sort of five years ago, painting didn't interest me because I didn't have the patience. And now I love painting. So give it a few years and I might be like, Oh, I love sculpting. Who was that Muppet on that podcast? What was he talking about? Not doing it. <laughs> so you you you've lost a game, but you won a game, didn't you? You won your Age of Sigma game. Oh, let me consult my um battle journal. Oh my gideon, <laughs> mate, they are gorgeous. So you can when I'm at Warhammer World in a couple of weeks, filling mine out. You're going to be like,
1: oh, why don't I have one, Dan?
0: Like that, just like that, just like that, just like that. So. Yeah, so I so used my Stormcast Eternals, would you believe? Done No, not really. Dun. That's that's why you won. Shh. So <laughs> <laughs> I played against Dan Worsley's Wanderers. Um and I wonder. wa
1: anyway,
0: enough singing. Um he yeah, I killed him. Basically, by turn three, uh, I was sixteen points ahead against none and we called it there. Um, to be honest though, as much as I would love to say that it was my tactical ingenuity and skill that won me that game, Dan was, it was ridiculous. So he didn't make, there was a number of charges that he failed. Um, and then <laughs> in the scenario, the scenario is the, um, one where the objectives come down from the heavens, which is called Star Strike. And, um, they all came down and basically landed on my army they don't do any damage by the way you just have to be near them yeah so yeah poor dan um i i felt really 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 happy that i won (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i did win that so that was good and i've got um gaming wise as part of my hobby resolution to do with uh playing a game every week um should we do the hobby resolutions together because then yeah well we will but i'm i'm just talking at the moment so all right (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no so i've got lined up what am i doing so next week i've got an age of sigma skirmish game well probably two or three actually because only a little isn't it with um colin and his seraphon and dan's wanderers again um on wednesday and then on saturday i've got a rematch against ben's mechanicum and then the following wednesday i've got a game against gerent which is cool he's the uh, the store manager in cribs and he's going to use i think his tau or his ultramarines um both of those need a good crush in to be honest but we'll see um yeah so a few games already booked in excellent did did, um, did you want to say something dude i think i've just filled the last 6 minutes
1: 6 minutes 12 minutes 59 seconds
0: Oh, wow got to give the listeners something lovely to listen to before you start <laughs>
1: I, I'm kind of all out of uh, steam now. I I'm, I'm have to build myself up again.
0: Well, um, you've done those sepulchral guard, which seem to be storming the internet. People love them. Yes,
1: oh um, mate, they are such nice models. From the moment I put them together, they've been my favourite out of the uh, the Shadespire models. It's been really cool having all four gangs or warbands done. Um, and I put them on my shelf yesterday and found. The one of them was broken i'm gonna I'm gonna blame Marcus for that um for no other reason than I think he deserves it. You fixed him mate. um, sorry, you fixed it oh him, though. mate that pin oh, that was real edge of the seat stuff <laughs> uh, well, there's less than probably a quarter of a mill on either side of that pin. It's ridiculous, but it's um. Mending models for kids in Games Workshop. <laughs> you certainly learn how to pin a model, don't you? Yeah. Back when it was metal as well. But, um, yeah, no, I love them. And I, I tried a few new things with them, like glowing eyes. It's not something I've done a great deal of. Um, cause I wanted them to look magical, not like, um, Jason and the Argonaut skeletons, but more like there's an actual energy in them. If you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a life of a sort. Keeping them um, animated, um, I think that I think that worked quite well because I didn't want to overdo it. I didn't want to make it too bright. I wanted to make it just like a subtle glow. Um, but I used a lot of dry brushing and didn't really highlight too much using like a layer or anything like that. And um, used typhus corrosion a
0: lot. I love typhus corrosion. I know you do. <laughs> I'm well. Yeah. I sh- might start. The
1: more I use it, the more I'm in love with it. It's just such a versatile, phenomenal paint. Especially as like a finishing paint, just to add little touches here and there. Mm. Um, if you wash metal with it and then wipe away all the excess,
0: it looks so good. Love it. I love those um, little tricks. So I'll I'll, um, I'll give that a go. That would be probably work quite well. Painting the Necromunda scenery from the box. Well,
1: I've. The bases that I've done for your um your Goliath gang, I did that, essentially. So I painted the base and then washed them in typhus corrosion and just wiped the excess away with my finger. Um and it looks like grime collecting in all the corners. Um I think you'd be end up using quite a lot if you wanted to do that for all your necromunda scenery, but that's what, <laughs> it would look amazing. See if B and Q um,
0: will mix it up.
1: Well, yeah. Um so yeah, I'm really, really happy with that they're all done. I was, I had a thing, a feeling to get all the models I'd painted for 2017 and get them out on a table because it might be one of my most productive years yet. Because I think I did the Rogue Trader Marines in 2017, didn't I? You did. So yeah, I've got half a mind to do that. Because um, I I've think started- you were
0: doing those just in that period between when. We'd started Chatting Hobby again, but hadn't started the podcast. Yeah. Which would have been the beginning of twenty
1: seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um I've started your Goliaths and they're yes, coming on seen.
0: They look very nice, thank you. Um A rocking Christmas yeah, present,
1: that is. Stunning, stunning models, mate. Really, really nice. Really, really nice. Um, it did make me think as i was painting them um because i had a old goliath hanging around um the amount of detail extra on models does slow things down a lot (laughs) it was so much so much easier 20 years ago (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah if only i'd kept up with the painting back then or indeed learned to paint um so my game this week was it was yesterday against Ross at the Bobbin Club, and it was my Iron Snakes. Um, and as you know, I'm a little bit of a stillomaniac, so I never change my army list ever. Um, in fact, I rarely change anything, um, and just take on whoever comes out. And he brought in his new Blood Angel army using the new Codex, and it had the closest thing to a Death Star unit that I think I've seen in Eighth Edition yet, apart from that Guilliman. Citadel thing <laughs> um which was twelve um death company with uh the sanguinal mephiston um Lamates and a Sanguinary priest and a banner bearer, one of the sanguinary guard banner bearers, which he put a relic on which gave the death company a five plus save, so they were plus one strength they had like five attacks each um with a five plus feel no pain kind of save and uh and he used Mephiston to give them a five plus invulnerable save. it was just getting ridiculous <laughs> it's like fighting against a pack of raptors with a t- toothbrush or something it was it was just ridiculous <laughs> um i genuinely did not know how to deal with it um i what i did try and do was um a deep strike my terminator Assault. I, oh, I i baited them with a um a bike unit which i thought would be tough enough to hold them for a turn and they did um and then i brought down my terminator squad um captain and librarian um and all three of them failed their charges apart from well the librarian didn't and then they just got countercharged and wiped I was, I was just gutted yeah um
0: trouble is that even 9 short... inches is is a long way isn't it cuz you got me 9 well inches.
1: you say that it's it's average rolling
0: No, it isn't. Seven is average on two dice. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But even then, I failed it. Um, Which is a bit of a shame. did come up against an interesting kind of rule thing, though. So, if you've got a captain, uh, if you've got a character, and you're... and he is not the closest, because the closest is a unit in combat who you cannot shoot at, can you shoot at the character? No. No? No. Which didn't make a great deal of sense to me. Um, But there we go. Uh, but so, sort of, but I enjoyed that for the most part. Um, apart from getting hammered again. Um, so, do you want to talk about uh, some hobby resolutions?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, you start because I'm just flicking through and double checking because I said with such certainty about the character thing, and I'm pretty certain. Well,
1: we we read the rule from the original rulebook and the new updated version of it, and it doesn't specifically say anything that would that would mean you could yeah so it does it doesn't say anything like unless the the unit is untargetable or something um in fact, in the new version of the rule, even if they're not visible, you can't shoot at the character so um yeah, yeah. yeah frust- you are right yeah you can not <laughs> so hobby resolutions um I think the game a week one is a is a common one between us, yeah Ben Curry from the the Bad dice podcast wants to do a hundred in a year.
0: I'm not sure I could manage two a week but I think you've got to remember, though, because so, Ben Chambers and I were discussing this. So if you take um, when we go to Warhammer World, so there's a mini uh, kill team tournament on the Friday night that's three games. Mm. And then the event itself is five games over the weekend. Yeah. So that's eight games in one weekend. That's very true. And I know yeah. ben, gets, ben Curry gets involved with events and stuff. So that's probably what he's thinking as yeah. well. But so, I still I think that, a game a week is cool.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I need to do it. Um, I played more games this year than I ever have done, frankly. Mm. Um, more, more of my own games. I mean, we were playing multiple games a week as Games Workshop staff members, but it was more like herding cats trying to get the kids to listen to the rules. Yeah. Or in
0: fact, play the game in any way that was recognizable. Um, <laughs> I've got a joint uh-huh. one with, um, with Harriet. So we're having each week, we're trying to have a, a game board games night. Oh yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. As a way to spend, you know, to make sure we're spending some, some quality time together. Cause it is, you know, with work and Joshua, it does get busy. Um, and oh, it's important yeah. to take stock and, and have some time together. Um, and we both enjoy our board games. So that's what we're doing. Cool. Although, cool. Well, we, we, we did, we'll talk about ticket to ride later, but we played a bit of ticket to ride, which it's okay because there's no dice in ticket to ride. So I can cope with losing. Um, we also played combat cards and, uh, she, she got a draw. Against me in my first game of combat cards, my first ever game, <laughs> which I was embarrassed about until Mr. Chambers texted me earlier, Ben, to say that um he played two games against his wife Tara and lost both. <laughs> um, I think I quite like that resolution actually. I might steal it. Mm. I might get you into Shadespire. <laughs> yeah, well, she's played some Shadespire. Oh no, she's played the other one. What's well, uh, Silver Tower? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of.
1: yeah, she has. Yeah. Yes. Um, painting wise, I really haven't sort of, I really liked the, um, heavier metal bingo sheet for painting. Yes. Um, cause you could, uh, we'll put this up on our, um, on our show notes, guys, but it, it's lots of little challenges that, um, that are all completely different, like paint a bust or paint an army. Um, and the idea is to try and tick them off through the year. Um, because it would be very easy to just go, Oh, I'm going to paint for 15 minutes a day. Um, or however many minutes you've got available. But I quite liked that because it, it, it encourages you to, to step outside of your
0: comfort zone. Yep. I like, I think, I think it's, that is cool. It depends. Well, it's like everything, isn't it? Different things suit different people's hobby. Yes.
1: I think as a painting one I think
0: it's very good. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you know if, if your thing is painting then that that is excellent, really good.
1: Really I'm quite
0: good. keen to do the bust actually. I I probably do that one. I think it's Blackstar.
1: The one that um, we posted on our website a couple of weeks ago, months ago, where the chap had done it in non-metal metallics He's like a bold knight called Luther. Oh, yes. I'd love to do that one. Yeah. I'd cry. Because I'd never be able to get it as good as that one, <laughs> so every time <laughs> I'd be like, "No, it's crap. Wash it off." <laughs> but no, that that I think I'm going to try and do that or a similar version to it of uh,
0: the the um, Metal Bingo thing. Yeah, good. That's cool. I liked. Um, I saw one that was more of a painting log, and then down the bottom it had things you could tick off when you you know a bit like the the quests as it were on the bingo things that you're talking about where it's like enter a competition and or like one was like play a game with a fully painted army um yes which is quite cool um so i like the idea of a painting log because i think it's like a it's a very motivational thing um so one and of the it things, would be cool to sort of look back and see how much you'd painted over the year yeah um yeah and it's one of the reasons like I've got a little cabinet y thing in the middle of the hobby zone set up, which has got the two forge fiends in, the two characters I painted and then my Lord and Khan. Because it's it's just great to have that inspiration of some painted miniatures. And then all the unpainted yeah. stuff is, is hidden away. I can't see it. Yeah. So just yeah, get the, out the, the
1: plastic things each time. The plastic mountain is a bit hard to overcome, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um I'm I've got one more. I I want to um I want to play in an Age of Sigma tournament. Um, and I'd very much like to try and keep up with the, um, Malign Portents mm. and get, and get involved with that actually. Um, as a real kind of really get into Age of Sigma because I, I love the models. I've done a fair bit of painting this year, um, for the models, but I haven't really completely got to grips with the rules. Um, I know the rules, but if I get to grips with them, I mean, use them a lot and, just be able to do it. Um, so that for
0: me is a big thing. It's a shame, really, there isn't a grot to start collecting. Because <laughs> I know you're keen to do them and expand well, them.
1: Well, I'm keen to do destruction. Um, and having done the Shadespire orcs, I'm not too much, I'm not too bothered if whether it's orcs and goblins, but I do like goblins. So, or grots, whatever the hell you want to call them.
0: Well, because they're doing this thing, aren't they, where I think between the 13th of January and maybe the 23rd of February or something, paint up a start collecting. And then you can either put pictures on the web or you can take it into your local games workshop. Um, And there's a chance to enter like painting competitions. And then what they'll do is announce the next thing that you need to paint up to grow that army. And the idea being that you go on this journey where you build up your army in time for when the campaign starts, which I really like. I, I... I think it's brilliant like a worldwide tale of many gamers if you will um so um do you want to do it together yeah well I'd love to do it together that's what I was kind of getting at because we were talking about it the other day and I um yeah I'd love to I think it'd be brilliant
1: I'd like to get involved with the, get people on our page to get involved with it as well
0: yeah it would be cool so it would be cool could actually all do, it, do it as well this time unlike the last time when I utterly failed <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I gave up trying to keep up because
0: you were just. Well, I didn't even open lame. a box set of Zinch. I still no. don't have any. Lame. In fact, I I ended up buying Nurgle instead. So yep. So what would you go for? Nurgle, dark collecting demons. Oh, don't call at me. Predictable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just so like um... your response. Well, the new, yeah, we'll talk about it in, uh, Mortal Realms, but the new Maggotkin book, I have just been losing my hat over it. It's just awesome. Have you got it? No, but I've been reading it. It's not out tour. yet, is it? No, it's on pre order.
1: Yeah, okay. I thought so. I thought you just confused me a bit. Yeah. Um, cool. So we need to move on to 40k yeah, hey, hey, hey. Um, Which, which start collecting are you getting? Um, I'm, I'm almost certainly going to get the Auric one with the, um,
0: um Iron Jaws one. Yes, the Iron Jaws one. Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> good. So um be really good if people on the page, as we say, or listeners get involved as well. So let us know. Um please what you're doing. We'll do some posts about it. Or ben will do some posts about it and then I'll be coerced until I do some stuff. Um <laughs> so yeah that would be really good be really good to get involved especially because we're hoping to go to a few events this year so you never know we might even bump into you guys and get some malign portent games in at least you know um if you play me that's one victory for you (laughs) (laughs) so guys thank you very much for listening to the hobby desk ben and i genuinely going off now to get a hot drink before the next section um my shed is actually freezing. Ben is whining. The, 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 oh the thermometer goodness. says it's, it's, two degrees. Is, let's remember, Ben is a space wolf, and he's he's just moaning about a little bit of cold.
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm all right with that. It's lucky my teeth aren't chattering.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Okay, so, guys, grab yourself some refreshments. Join us in the Galaxy of War. They watched, they waited, and they are coming. The custodians have arrived. <laughs> we are in the galaxy of war Ben, hello, excited about the custodians Oh well, yes, is the short answer to that question yes, let's put it out there now, right? Firstly, do we think the <laughs> the level of hype was appropriate for what actually came out? no, no, but. Secondly, are we still super excited that custodians are out? Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> it took me a while, though. I th- yeah. I think I know. if they just, I if know. they'd not said anything yesterday, um, and then dropped those custodians on there, I'd have been running through Bobmin holding a flag the shape of a jet bike, going, oh my God! at the top of my lungs. Yeah. But today, I I woke up genuinely expecting there to be something like a new race. Um, yeah it did yeah it it did take me a couple of watchings of the video
0: to get over that a little bit which is a shame i think i think it's a shame i think for me and um i know we said this before the podcast but for me um if if we'd not seen any custodians as miniatures at all up to this point then i i think the the hype um and the way it was introduced would have been absolutely appropriate Because, it, but that massive, huge news for custodians has happened. Um, you know, it happened when. In Dark Imperium, the book. In Dark Imperium, really, from a 40k perspective. And actually, before that, from a collector's perspective, yeah. it happened when they hit in 30k and you actually saw them get models. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and I know we'll we'll talk about malign portents obviously in mortal realms but we also felt that the lead up to malign portents and what actually happened at the point the countdown timer got to naught was again quite extreme um or certainly i did i felt like we had a lot of the information that we then got already but Importantly, doesn't take away from the fact that custodians in 40k, proper army as well. So, additional units, they've got some flipping, stunning looking models, haven't they? Like
1: those jet bikes are, are just
0: phenomenal. Yeah. It's, the, it's the spears. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. But they better be badass. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You said that to
1: me. I mean, I'm talking like a 1500 point army being like 15 models. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I suppose we always used to say the same when I was a kid. And and reading the second edition book about Primarchs, we used to go, wouldn't it be cool if there were Primarchs in 40k? And then the conversation would go on a little bit, but eventually it would always come down to they'd be so powerful you couldn't actually have rules for them. Yeah. But actually they have got rules for them. They've kind of toned down the Primarch a little bit to, to make it playable in the game. Because it doesn't matter who you are, really, if you come up against a Primarch, unless you're like a, you know, a greater demon. But even then, <laughs> you'd have to be one hell of a greater demon to stand much of a chance. Considering that Sanguinius was thrown around like toys. Um, yeah. Custodians are the same thing. We've been sort of fed this thing that if you went into the palace and you weren't supposed to be there, you got bitch slapped so hard your great great grandparents were crying. <laughs> So you know, and I expect that from the custodian army, I want those jet bikes to hit so hard that a Land literally just falls to pieces into its individual component parts as soon as they hit it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not joking. Um they probably won't, and that'll disappoint me a little bit, but the models certainly live up to the to
0: the kind of legend of the custodians. They look phenomenal. Um Yeah, and to be honest, man, I like it would upset me a little bit if they aren't badass um it'll be little things as well that'll frustrate me like if they aren't weapons that i'm sure they'll be weapon skill 5 just to be that bit better yeah you know to show that they're better or weapon skill 6 or whatever um but ultimately it'd just be awesome to see them you mean two see plus them on the table oh yeah <laughs> flipping heck what has happened <laughs> 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 that's fantastic yeah yeah um that is because i got my heresy 7.1 rules and not in any way because i just completely forgot what i was talking about (laughs) (laughs) no they're they're gonna be two plus aren't
1: they two plus two plus it's whether they're or not their strength and toughness five i think they might Mm. be i think they are or they will be
0: no i'm excited i wonder if they'll get any plastic tanks
1: Yes, I really hope so, because that golden Land Raider is one of the most hideous things that Games Workshop has ever painted. (laughs) It's Mm. absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's
0: not quite there, is it?
1: No, and I don't genuinely know how you could make it any better. It's just so much gold plate that it just doesn't work. But there we are. No, it doesn't really. Um, You could
0: do with having more of it maybe black. Yeah, yeah, and red. That lovely deep red that they use in... uh, in the 30k stuff. Yeah, much like, actually, do you remember the old inquisitor, Inquisitorial forces? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. The, and um, they had that, didn't they? Black and deep red. That was nice. Initially, the Grey Knights were black and red.
1: Were they? Yeah. Yeah, the original Index, um, index Astartes. I'm looking at my shelf now. Pull uh, cool them down...
0: What, from like 1762 seven, when you started? Seven, two, six, ha, ha, yeah, very good. Uh, Grey Knights. <laughs>
1: um, this one's got space holes in, so it's going to be a good one.
0: I thought of you today because I was listening to the um, Horus Rising, the first heresy novel. Yeah. Uh, because in my quest to listen to everything ever, <laughs> I've gone back to listen to the heresy. Yeah. And there's a bit where Garvio Loken goes to find Sindelman and he finds him in a library sat on a telescopic chair which moves up and down and left and right to where he wants to be and I just thought that when you're like 80 that'll be like your Warhammer library (laughs) you'll have like a little telescopic chair and be like
1: so this was released uh 2002 and they're black they're black and red in that well actually they're not even really? they're not even red, yeah, so there's the shields have got the red on they're um pauldron shields, but their main armor colour is black, yeah, yeah, oh, but at that point, you didn't even have metal models for them though, so um just no. goes to show how far we've come, really, I think it's 2002. yeah I'll um, post a picture of that obviously uh, in the show notes, hmm. but yeah, so black and red I think would look really good for that kind of tank, but um. I, like going back to it, I am disappointed that it wasn't a Xenos race, but I do think we're going to see lots more Xenos. They're by no means finished. In fact, just, oh, they just—they no. feel like they're just warming up, frankly. But it's exciting times. So let's talk about something else. Um, let's talk about the uh, one-eyed pigeon and his his um, walking cremation pots. They're—they're
0: they're getting a book as well, aren't they? I'm only going to talk to you if you are going to be sensible. That was
1: be perfectly
0: sensible. <laughs> 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 yes, they are getting a book, which is cool, so- and it's going to be amazing. So they are going to bring they're going to bring some of the Zangor stuff across from AOS. So I don't think there's going to be any new miniatures in there, Uh which is a shame because the Death Guard got so many, but then they didn't get updated in during the seventh edition, whereas the Zinch did. Yeah, so <clears throat> um thousands of years so. Like the In fairness, the had hadn't had models for, for ages, so Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's I agree. So um they're gonna bring across a lot more of the Zangor, so that'd be cool. Um No, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be ace. I, I love the Thousand Son models, and to be honest, um it was a massive toss-up between doing Zinch or Nurgle as my sort of two thousand eighteen or my next chaos stage once the, the corner done. Yeah. Um, and really, it was it was actually Maggotkin in AOS that sort of tipped the balance, I suppose. Well, actually, in a way, I think I'd made the decision just before that, and then it just happened to be that, and that just reinforced it.
1: You asked me which but, one I, I would recommend, and I said, for you, at the moment, and the way your state of mind is, Nurgle, because you can get the Nurgle models done using very fast techniques. And be a, yeah, uh, and you'd, you'd feel happier with a better output. Whereas I think the thousand suns slash zinch, they're a really challenging army to paint. And mm. you'd, I'm not saying you wouldn't be able to, to smash it, I know you would, but you'd, you'd take a lot longer. And I think it would frustrate you. And I think what, yeah, it would. And I think what you need now, where you are in the hobby, is to just power out an army really quickly and feel good about that army. Um, and then maybe tackle some of the more complicated models that aren't going to take
0: five, like a week, are going to take three or four weeks. Yeah. So one day, but at least they're coming. So that's good. That's good to see. Um, that really only leaves. Well, I say it only leaves. Obviously, the big gap is Slanesh. So we've got, well, I suppose, well, I don't think the I think the, like, I think the not, um, the corn berserkers could do with their own book, frankly, but, um, yeah, well, they might get one at some point.
1: I think, I I was wondering about this earlier. You know they changed the rules for um, Smite? Yeah. Or they they were thinking about changing the rules for Smite. They haven't actually, have they? They were thinking of it. Um, I wonder if that's as a response of playtesting the Thousand Suns. (laughs) 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 I wonder if they were like, okay, that's quite a lot of Smite. (laughs) There we go. Quite possibly. People won't moan when they're fighting the Thousand Suns and they've got that... uh, Smite rule. New Smite rule in play. That's for sure they won't. No. Um, so the Demon Codex is, is coming out very soon as well. That's quite exciting for you. I think it's a waste of paper.
0: but uh, It is very exciting. It's, well, so I've been...
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> My no, Dan, Dan, has- Chaos
0: don't get any releases. They don't. No, they don't. We need more Chaos stuff. Mm-hmm. So Chaos Demon Codex, it's going to be interesting to see what is in there. So... Obviously, at the moment, it's just corn for me. Um, But it's going to be Nurgle as well, so it's going to be really cool to have that. Uh, I I don't have loads to say on it. I mean, I've read the little blurbs, but everybody's read the little blurbs. Yeah. Um, The book, I will have... uh, To be honest, by the time this comes out, I'll probably... No, I won't have... They won't have arrived quite that early, but it will arrive um, at the end of next week. Um, And I'll have more to say about it in the next one. But I am quite excited to see what stuff... I get, um, and how I, it sort of ties together. I mean, it's stuff ties together really easily now because of the way the detachments work. So I'm quite Um, excited
1: to see how your army is going to play once you have a mix of the resilient forces and your fast attack stuff, because
0: that's a really good mix. Because people will, what do you mean? Uh, A mix of nerd corn and nerd Yeah, yeah. Because people,
1: people will think, oh, the corner in my face needs to do something about that. And if they focus on that, they'll very quickly have the Nurgle coming up behind them. And and when they're that close, they're really hard to deal with because you, have, you haven't got those shots off that have thinned the units out. Mm. Um, and vice versa, if they're concentrating their fire on the Nurgle, then the corner going to be in their face like turn one. And so I think you'll find that that's a very good combination. And I want to see how the demon book sort of plays into that. That's what I'm interested to see. Yes,
0: be interesting to have a look. I mean... It is quite. It's a nice journey. I'll be. I'm not sure how I'm going to approach the Nurgle. Ri- well, I say I'm not sure. I do know because I've already started. I, Airbrush, just typhus, up. corrosion. <laughs> oh, I know about. I know. Yeah, painting is fine. I just more mean the army build. So with the corn, I built the army um, based on what I thought would look cool, particularly with regards to ratios of like demons to mortals to corn berserkers. Um and also i built it along the lines of the corn demonkin codex when that was around and there was a few minimums that you had to have in there yeah yeah um and i was quite happy with that in 7th but in 8th i found it's become what i had for 7th was just completely it's just not competitive at all to the point where i was getting frustrated and it's interesting because somebody commented um it was in an age of sigma post that i'd put up um, or, or you had put up, sorry. And they were talking about wanting some new stuff for their army because it, you know, they wanted, they didn't, they weren't a competitive player, but they didn't want to be going into every battle at a disadvantage. Yes. Yeah. And I totally got that. And that's where I have ended up with, with my corner. It just was, it's just not competing at all. And then, and that has informed some of the decisions I've made. So my possessed now are gone. I've, dispersed them through the corn berserkers um luckily because i because i converted them from the corn berserker and possessed kit they really blend quite nicely yeah. and now i have three units of corn berserkers yeah yeah because possessed are just shocking and if somebody wants to tell me differently then that's fine but my experience has been they've been shocking um the hell brutes are are coming in and it'll all still look cool and i've still got loads of cultists to do and it'll look good overall, but it's, I think it's because where I'm trying to get is this massive chaos combined force to play big narrative games, Yeah. but to stay motivated, I want to play games and I don't mind, I don't have an issue at all with losing a game, but this constant getting to turn three or four, I'm just like, oh gosh. I just, uh, I want to have some impact. Yeah, no, Um, it's understandable. Which is why I'm, I'm adding all these bits and pieces. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how we go. Um, I've got Winter Tides in early February, fourth of February. So we'll have another crack there. Uh, Tenebris is a little bit different because it's a narrative event. Um, But yeah, so so with the Nurgle weather. I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna paint stuff I like. I mean, I've got totally, as you'd expect from me, totally carried away, and I've got flipping demons coming out my ears, and <laughs> three sets of Dark Imperium where I've swapped and cajoled and bartered my way into extra sets of the the Plague Marines. So I've got masses of the stuff to, to get on with, but I think really it's going to be February time before that gets started because I do want to wrap up the corn. I, I, You know, I'll always go back and add things, definitely. But it'd be nice to finish, like, the Land Raider and the Hell Brutes. Yeah, definitely. And the Fly thing. Um, and the Hell Drake. Hell Drake, yeah. And the Demon Prince. Yeah.
1: So not much. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> so you, um, you uh, managed to pick up the Heresy book. Um, I don't think you've read yeah. it enough to make a comment on it, other than it's obviously gorgeous. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the production quality is very, very nice. Um, but we were going to have a little bit of a natter with, uh, about, with regards to what our feelings are about the fact that they stayed with seventh. Yeah. So I think that it's a bit short-sighted, personally. Um, for two reasons. I'm a lot less likely to play it now. Um, because I've got so many games, sets, sets of game rules in my head that I'm already starting to mix them up with each other. Mm-hmm. If I add in seventh as well, which I didn't really learn, if I add that into Shadespire, Necromunda, Blood Bowl, Age of Sigma, Eighth Edition, I mean the list goes on and on and on. Um, yeah, I, I just I can't be bothered to to learn another set of rules um, when really I didn't need to. I'm going to because I've invested in 30k. I I've got the two um, plastic box sets, and I'm. Um, I was going to say I'm excited about doing a space wolf army i wasn't until i saw the sneak peeks of the um upgrade upgrade kits, kits today which look amazing compared to those terminators and that's all i'm going to say on it because i get really bitter um but yeah that's my main reason dan I, I i just think it's a it's a big thing to do to learn a
0: whole other set of rules on top of all the other ones i'm just going to chuck this out there because i know you we're not going to dwell on it but i did tag you in a post earlier. Where I saw some pictures from the open day of the new Space Wolf model, you did, and it's the first time that I looked at them, and I was like, "Hmm, they're not, they're not quite as bad as I, I felt they were." So I'm not saying they're amazing, don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, but I, I was pleased that they weren't quite like I thought they were. Well, the, the um, Verengian things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I yeah. at the moment, I just, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> um, it's hard to express into words
0: without without swearing, frankly. Um, I know. Well, I'm disappointed for you, but I'm looking forward to getting up. I'm hoping when we go to Warhammer World, there'll be some up there. Um, yeah. I think if I was going to gonna them get them, that. it would involve probably three hours of the Dremel before
1: I'd even got to a point where I was happy, um, mm. which is just such a shame. <laughs> it
0: really is. It's like you said, but, yeah. it feels like they've been done by a different company. It is odd, isn't it? the difference between them and the upgrade kits but it would be interesting to talk to the sculptor and get the thoughts but anyway yeah uh, the um, rules
1: so what do you th- what's your <laughs> moving away
0: from that that's my fault i took it back there so um <clears throat> what do i think i i genuinely i i suppose i have my personal feeling and then my feeling from a sort of business point of view so from a from for what it's worth my feeling from a businessy point of view is that i do agree with you in that i feel that it is a bit short sighted because I think it may create a barrier in the longer run. I think it will take, create a bigger barrier to people moving across than what would happen in the short term by it moving across, if you get my drift. So, yep. like, the, yeah, completely. I don't think, yeah. So I, I, so I think it is a bit short sighted from that point of view. Um, cause I, I just think it's an unnecessary complication for someone that, wanted to move from 40k into exploring the 30k 30 k thirty thousand universe i mean to have to then learn a whole new set of rules which are really quite dramatically different now and you're in a you different know, situation, situation in a way because you've played seven so you- yeah well that's what so so bear in mind this i'm completely talking about um my feelings from a from a games workshop point of view like from a, a company point of view at the moment so i think it's as i say it's an unnecessary complication i think the game is quite different now it's it's certainly a bigger jump than like for example fantasy into 40k used to be um much bigger so so yeah from from that point of view i think it's a bit of a strange decision um with the exception of the fact i suppose that forge world and and heresy has a, a a very solid, very loyal fan base. Yeah, and I think perhaps that influenced the decision a bit, but I, I don't know. From my own personal point of view, I really don't care. Um, I don't. I just don't mind what they've done because I don't. I don't play any war game particularly for the rules. That's not what what motivates me to to do it. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want a clunky set of rules, but I, you know, I know a lot of the feeling was that seventh was clunky and unwieldy and too many books. I had none of that experience with seventh edition. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't play very much because where I was in my hobby at the time, I wasn't playing very much. Um, and I do love, I do love eighth edition and I love the way eighth works and I love the way Age of Sigma works. But when I get together with Tom and we, crack out some 30k miniatures and play a game i don't think oh this rule set oh my goodness i think wow look at these cool badass models (laughs) kicking each other out around so i I just i just don't get it like i really i'm just not interested in this big kind of debate like i saw some people being you know really getting on their high horse when the book sold out when 7.1 sold out um when Forge World released it and it sold out and they were like, Yeah, people saying Heresy's dead and the eighth is the new well they're wrong and I just what the hell? It's Toy Soldiers, guys. You know, I play in the Heresy era because the heresy era models are amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm the guy that and and you know, Completely, I've said before, completely understand you know, we're all in different places, our hobby and what we can afford to spend on it, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I would not dream of using a Games Workshop plastic rhino in my 30K army because that's not 30K for me. 30K is about the Demios pattern stuff and the, the older Land Raider marks and the reimagining of the Mark III armor and the Mark IV armor. Yeah. That's what it's about. I'm collecting an army of miniatures set in that background. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the rules just let me rock up and play it. And, I, and I'm glad we've spoken about this because it's just, I just think it's mad. It's just madness. It just, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it just doesn't matter to me, mate. You know, <laughs> I'm pleased that Forge would have done a nice book for it. Um, it looks really nice on the shelf because it's all like the same way it's turned out. The book's stunning inside. They've done some nice fast play sheets. Yep, unfortunately there is a a little error printing error on there but i can get over that um yeah i i could just keep repeating the same things really yeah it really doesn't matter i don't think to be honest i think if you if you didn't play heresy because it was seventh and not eighth i don't know i don't know if you'd ever if you could get to that place or i suppose i suppose i could say if you didn't collect heresy because of that reason. Yeah. I think that would be really odd.
1: I'm always going to do a thirty K Space off army. With the models. Mm. Whether the rules whether I ever play an army or play with it or not. Is some is somewhat irrelevant. Anyway, um in an effort to try and keep this, this podcast under four hours <laughs> <so> we are <laughs> we are gassing on. Um shall we move on to the Mortal Realms, fella? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I'll see you on the other side, guys. No," said Petru, his eyes narrowing. Only life comes from this farm, not death. He put aside his ploughshare and accepted the scythe. His eyes stinging with tears. His handles like old friends to his toughened palms. His muscle memory making the heavy oaken tool light in his grip. He turned towards the column of bone men marching away to the east, charging out of the shack with a roar of defiance. There would be a new kind of harvest on this Van Harrow farm today. Dude, that story. <laughs> is awesome.
0: <laughs> it's ace, isn't, isn't it? it, when you think, because we've been discussing what the realms are like, you know, for Joe blogs And how much this, I mean, this, well, I mean, it's two pages, and there's so much about what life is like in the
1: mortal realms. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. So I'm desperate now for them to mo- make eight lamentations into an audiobook, because I hear that that's got loads of that stuff in as well. Um, well, I'm not being funny. I do agree with the
1: chap who commented on your post today. You, you should probably learn to read by now. Yeah, But you know exactly why
0: <laughs> I listen to audios, because <laughs> I can't read.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that that story, and the one, the, the following one on the following page was an absolute hoot. Um, yes. Particular slime trying to chase humans across the field, and his slugs going so slowly that the humans are... are Taunting him.
0: <laughs> I showed someone amazing um, <laughs> when I was playing Dan. Uh, no, I think I was playing Ben actually, but Dan was here. And um, there's a there's a great little moment in the Monsters Inc. University film. Have you seen that? Yeah. When the little yeah. snail slug thing, I think it's a slug, um, is like the bell goes and he's like, "Dang, I can't be late for school on my first day." And he goes. <gasps> And he starts trying to run, and he's, like, moving really slowly. <laughs> it's yeah. just like that moment in there, isn't it? Yeah. Love absolutely. it. Absolutely. Love it.
1: So, guys, we've spoke about this a little bit already, but and we've spoke about what we thought it might be for a while now. Malign portents is with us, um, and the build-up. Build-up was really good. You know the problem un- it, for me? until Until
0: we found out what it was. The problem if I, I well, I feel, is that we were given too much in the build-up. So there wasn't, you know, I really think Games Workshop is a uh, a miniatures company and it makes great games and all the rest. I'm not getting into the whole era where Games Workshop was like, we are only a miniatures company, but they make model soldiers. That is what they make that people get really excited about. And they do great fiction as well obviously so but when there's a massive like this is amazing there should be a new miniature and i know there are four but we've seen them and they are lovely they are lovely really nice but they should have they you know even if they had just kept those miniatures back until then yeah yeah which surprised me but that doesn't take away from how stupidly excited i am by malign portents and the as i've said already the tale of many gamers the sort of worldwide version i think that's amazing really excited by that.
1: for me that that took a little while to chew over i needed to read and reread the release information i don't know about you but i kind of it kind of came out and i was like okay it's a campaign so what you know we had one of those last year for 40k it was okay but what what is different about this one and it took me a while of reading over that release statement again and again to, to kind of start to get a feeling of why it was different. So and I and I kind of summarized it into a few things. So firstly, it has a book. So we're kind of in the territory of Storm of Chaos here, aren't we? Yeah. Which is easily the best campaign that I have ever seen. Um it's got characters, it's got stories that they're releasing pretty regularly on the website. So there's a there's an actual kind of link to the the developing story, but the key bit is that whatever happens is going to write the Age of Sigma story, and I hope this is more than just like I hope we're not going to be disappointed, and it's going to be like the fall of Medusa, where Medusa fell and a grand total of nobody gave a crap. Um, <laughs> I, I hope it's going to be more like Storm of Chaos where it was genuinely on the edge of your seat right until the last couple of weekends where whether or not the good were actually going to beat the Storm of Chaos. Um, I hope it's going to be like that. I really do. Um, if it is, and they've been planning this for some months now. I mean, how, you said the, the Death Model came out in September? Yeah, I'm sure. Or the sneak peek? Yeah. So that's a, that's a fair old kind of, of lead in they and there's a book, so they must have been planning this for a while. Um, I think we haven't really seen the full extent of what this is going to be about. Oh, I agree. And, uh, and, um, and I think that's a shame because that build up, I was expecting that countdown to come down and there was going to be a box set and there was going to be, you know, pictures of new models and we were going to find out all this uh, amazing stuff. But what, in fact, we did get was all the information we already had, like you've said. Sort of cleaned up, polished and put on a website. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It's
0: just odd. Like, um, it doesn't, it's it's funny because it doesn't take away at all how awesome everything we have seen is. Like, it is really cool. No. It just seems like, um, both with this malign portents and with the 40k, you just got a bit carried away with the, the, the sort of the build up with what was at the end. No. Did they get carried away or or did we get carried away? Well, yeah, but then I don't think (laughs) – I don't – I think, get you know, Games Workshop know full well the hobby is an emotional one. It's all about an emotional engagement. And if you do that sort of thing, people are going to become emotionally engaged um, and excited by it. So a bit odd, a bit strange. I wonder wonder if they've got that – had that feedback, um, what they think about it. Because obviously, when you're in Nottingham, I'm sure – yeah, it does. It generates loads of excitement, but I, I just find it really odd that we've seen all the miniatures and stuff. It's very strange. But there we go. I'm dead excited about the book, because I think when we get the book,
1: we're going to have a really a better understanding of what's going on. Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that viewer's question? a listener's question? Because I think it's hilarious. I
0: think the community would be a good place to do that.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> Um, So, one of the things I'm excited about it, perhaps isn't because it is it is the my importance, I suppose it could be anything, Um, it's because it gives me a good structure Mm. to building my destruction army and then playing it in a campaign. I love
0: that structure thing, I think that's brilliant. And I'm quite excited about that. But I think you could have called it anything. I'll tell you what we haven't spoken about yet, which I really, really think is cool. The Knight of Shrouds is a soul that, that, that... That Sigmar tried to turn into a Stormcast, but couldn't? Yeah, that does open up a few questions for
1: me. So, I always thought that it was one of the things that they were looking for, or he looked for in a soul, is purity.
0: Yeah. So, maybe he went to do it, and then he spotted something dark and not right. So, yeah. Maybe. I want to know what that big big upside-down pyramid's all about. You know... Well, I say you know... As if it's definitely the case. I mean, I've taken that to be Nagash's Black Pyramid recreated, but upside down from, from the yeah, Warhammer world. Yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah, but there's so much going to come out about death. I mean, you've got Battletome Nagash that we're getting with uh, 13 yeah. different Grand Alliances, I think. Not Grand Alliances, that's the overall. Uh, alliances, Allegiances. So that's pretty sweet. Lots in there. What I thought was quite interesting is the wording where they said contains the rules for all of the death models so that there are so far, which I I don't know if that implies there'll be new models in the book or that you're going to buy the book and then very shortly the book isn't going to have all the rules for all the stuff you need in it. I can't believe they'd do the second, mate. That would be so dumb. It um, would be... Yeah, but then we'll have to see. We'll see. We'll see. There'll be cool models anyway. Not that, I, not that it matters to yeah. me anymore because I have uh, pledged my services to the jolly grandfather um, <laughs> rather than death. So it's cool that... You were going to do a death out of me. Yeah, I was really excited about it. It was totally going to be the thing I did this year for a long time. Um, but I am the Lord yeah, of War. Yeah, to me, away. I've become completely corrupted. I just love chaos. There's just so much cool stuff I want to do for... For forty k, for Age of Sigma, I just love it. I love it, and I love the idea of like a massive chaos army. And now that um, some of the people I know that are gaming like this, is, Ben's going to be doing like a combined Imperial Force forty k. So that's going to be massive, and I can play massive games with that. And then Age of Sigma, I just need to encourage some more people to collect huge armies for that. I just yeah, that's what it's about. I cannot wait, me. I cannot wait till we can go to Warhammer World. I mean, goodness knows how we're going to do it. Because normally, Warhammer World usually goes to me. I get excited about going and playing a game. I get there. I get excited looking at stuff, uh, all the miniatures. Then I go to Bugman's and eat something which is far too big and makes me feel ill. <laughs> then I go around the bloody exhibition. Then I go and sit in Bugman's and ruminate over a cold glass of Diet Coke. And then I go and buy something absurdly expensive that I don't need and inevitably end up selling again about six months later. So <laughs> one day I'm going to go and play a game. <laughs> well, we we owe uh,
1: um, Sustained Fire a game, mm. don't we? So we're both going to do the Malign Portents, mm-hmm. the, uh, the build-your-own-army stuff. So you're going to do the uh, Chaos Nurgle. I'm doing Nurgle, yeah. Um, and I'm going to do Destruction, um, And because for lack of a decent Grotz... Um, Getting started box. Although there is the there is the um the Forest Goblins one. The Spider Fan Goblins one. Oh the mini one. Um I yeah. don't know if that would count. I don't know.
0: The
1: pro the problem is with that, I have a lot of the um I have a lot of the, the spider riders anyway. Yeah. No, don't do that. Get the Iron Jaws one. Um Yeah, because I love the, the big um
0: ball boy yeah. ones. Wow, that, and also it's ridiculous. They're like they're 48 pounds for the box set of 3 of them or 50 yeah. pounds and you get 3 of them a war chamber and a load of those other dudes
1: problem is i have a load of those other dudes anyway
0: i know you do yeah. it is a shame really isn't it
1: but there we go i mean it it is what it is i will get one of those and um and work my way through it that that's going to be my sort of goal for the first 3 months of this or 4 months of this year is to get a decent sized Age of Sigma, army up, and be playing it. Um, yeah, and I'll sneak in a squad of Space Wolves every now and again. Um, at some point, I am going to need to rebase my Iron Snakes, but I cannot. I genuinely cannot muster the shits to do that. <laughs>
0: I cannot. <laughs> By the way, um, we we haven't actually spoken about the fact there's an entire new battle tome. Nurgle I've been out. trying to dodge it. If I'm being honest, I have genuinely been trying to dodge it. Go on then. Really? Talk, talk about Maggotkin. Maggotkin is coming. Do you know what's most exciting about Maggotkin? It's got a filthy before name. Before I knew, before I knew it was coming out, I bought Blight War to get the demons. Yeah. And to get Horticular Slimex. And in Blight War is this cool wheel, which is about five inches diameter. And it's like a cardboard, you know, the thick cardboard stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got, the, it's the Wheel of Corruption. Yeah. And you turn it, and each turn you turn it one. And I was reading about this as an allegiance ability, and I said to Dan, I said, um, do you reckon that this is usable in matched play? And we were like, well, I think so. And then Maggot King came out, and that is their allegiance ability. I was so excited, because you know what I'm like with me tokens and dials. Yeah, but the, I mean, um yes. I but need a bigger is... box for my tokens and dials. They got carried away, mate. It's ridiculous. That that idea Don't, is a really it, nice idea. It's an amazing idea. So that was very exciting. Um the book looks stunning, so that's on the way. Um Not
1: the Blight Wars. Book. I think
0: you're you're talking about the Maggotkin book. Maggotkin book, yeah. Yeah. Incidentally, Ben, I have now got hard copies of all the books that are um, for the armies I own.
1: That's because you're fickle.
0: That I'd gotten rid of.
1: You couldn't make up your mind if someone put a gun against your head.
0: fickle or an idiot, both of which (laughs) are completely apt. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the the models, oh, that great unclean one is flipping huge.
1: It it Um, is, and there are some details on that that I am just utterly in love with. My particular favourite bit is the is the is the floppy um wound on his right bicep. This is gonna sound really strange, but they've got the fat layer on that perfectly. Um <laughs> the the kind of anatomical layers of the yes. skin just look fantastic. Um that's the medical side of me coming out, but especially when they've painted I- it with like the, the pale yellow
0: great. Absolutely. Not great. gonna lie, the best the best model range currently out is the Nurglins. Oh, <laughs> there are so many I That, that little Nurglin
1: prancing around on the base of the um
0: Slopperty piper.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: It's great and it you need to it just I'll tell you what it needs is a little sculpted tutu and it would be brilliant. And then there's the one that's like a hero that's on the base of the Great Unclean one, and then there's one riding on a little fly. It's just brilliant. It's just so good. It's so the cartoony joviality of Nurgle. I just love it. Have
1: you uh, have you seen in The New White Dwarf, there is a little section called The Procession of Nurglings?
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's brilliant, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And um, so, um,
0: the beasts of Nurgle, um, they're looking... See, now they're interesting because... and And we don't often get into price because of the thing about, you know, we, I've always said, certainly, um, it's, it's all what you feel the value of the product to you for getting it. Yeah. But the Beast of Nurgle is an interesting one because it's £25. For one? For one. And I get the impression that... That surprises me. You ...quite a few. And I, it's, game, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, the, the prices are always... It's not a cheap hobby, period, but generally I've not found that it happens often where something that you need quite a few of is really... It seems so... rant Like, it just seems out of line with the price, yeah. I suppose. Mind you, I say that, but then you look at, like, the unit... The, the It used to be, like, £35 for 10 witch elves, and you need, like, 50 of them, so... But anyway... Um, yeah, the beast and Ergal, I think one or two look cool. I think, unfortunately, and this often happens with the creatures, the sculpt is such that the poseability is very limited. Yes. So, yeah. it, Although there are separate like flippers and a separate head, it's almost not worth bothering with separate flippers and head if the body is going to be rigid.
1: I think um, they'd have been better served making the box set £30, having two in there. Uh, the body two different bodies yeah i agree cuz then cuz actually when you look at the big pictures of the nurgle um of the nurgle army they do look they look the same mm. as in yeah, I you agree. can see that they look the same so it's a bit of a shame the tree is hilarious <laughs> it, it's hilarious <laughs> i mean
0: yeah it does do it looks like it needs a bit of attention from a gynaecologist.
1: It's a toothed vagina. Let's not beat around the bush. I,
0: mean- <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. I was. Kidding. It is horrific. It, it, it is. Yeah. With it is with it three worry. random eyes. <laughs> Mental. Yeah. So, well, I, want, I definitely want a forest of them. That's <laughs> a so man. If only, really, I only want a forest of them because Dan collects wanderers and he's all like, oh, I want to hug the trees. And I'm going to be like, ah, the tree's going to bite you. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. Um,
1: it's been a nice release. I, I really like a lot of the models that they've done. And I like the way they've painted them as well. Yeah, particularly the um the slott- slopperty blowpiper. Uh, who is writing these names? They need an award. Re- <laughs> Go out and vote for this guy for, for the hobby hobby hero because Sloppity blowpiper,
0: horticular slimeux. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> meant- horticular and mulch is just brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, I just think they're so Warhammer. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know the slopperty balpiper is um is a plague bearer who's been infested with like this the comedy virus or something it's it's not called the comedy virus i can't remember what it's called but it's just excellent because the the one with the big nose yeah what's the one with the big nose called dude the spoil pox scrivener yes so he like monitors their output of them and if they aren't doing very well he's like ah you get infected with the chortling moraine it's called (laughs) and um so then they get infected by that and then they just become really jovial and crazy until eventually they lose their wit and they become the gut pipes and the maria marotia marita of the next sloppity bar piper it's just it's just madness (laughs) it is just madness (laughs) So yeah, it's... Uh, it's an excellent release. It is an excellent release.
1: And there's a nice spread of models across it, from the big to the small,
0: as well. Yeah. It's lovely to see a range really expanded, isn't it? Like Because you had the Blight Kings, and you had uh, Gut Rot Spoon, and the King Guy. Um... And that was it. And to see a range go vroom and really, yeah, but boost out into a really big, quite a big army in one release block is excellent.
1: Yeah, I, I'm very. It's, it's very like encouraging to see something like that because I, I now actually can't wait to see what they do with the other ones. Yeah. Um. And every new release, because if I mean, it's, it's be, let's be absolutely fair they've only really given Nurgle six months' worth of attention, and the army has quadrupled. Um, yeah. And that's at the same time as doing other ranges too. If they can do that... Oh, yeah. um yeah. The thing about Chaos is it's very easy, both as a person playing the army and, and making it, to increase the size of your armies for both 40k and Age of Sigma at the same time because of the demons. Because yeah. they cross over between both... Um, you you can get quite a lot of output quite quickly.
0: And from a painting perspective, I, I really love that. Yeah. So, I'm afraid, dude, that we're going to have to leave
1: the uh, warm the embrace realms. of Nurgle. Um, Quick to the realm gate. And move, um And move into the community section, if that's all right.
0: We haven't even talked about how close the pod is getting to whichever planet we're after today. I think we should go after murder. And that's only because I'm listening to... uh. To the heresy novel, and they're currently on murder fighting the mega mega arachnids. Yeah, why not? We'll take them down. We'll have <laughs> them. Yeah, come on, you bloody insects! <laughs> right on, <laughs> guys! Grab some refreshment and join us as we hail to the community. Hail, fellows of the community. Thank you for staying with us all the way to this section. So, um, we have been chatting on. (laughs) We have been chatting, haven't we? If people have made it all the way through, they deserve, deserve to be mentioned in the community. So, firstly, hail to those of you who've survived episode 15 all the way to this point. (laughs) This is why (laughs) we shouldn't take a break because if we take a break, we can just ramble on for hours. Wow. There's just a lot going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah it's awesome so community so one of the things uh that i have done uh while i have been painting away is listen to episode four of the pro painted podcast so um we wanted to give a bit of a shout out to these guys they were kind enough to um shout out about us which is very nice of them um so important to return the favor um but equally though um not just because they did a shout out, but i i Went, had a listen, um, and actually really, really good stuff, Ben. Um, yeah, I've listened so to them, I've listened to them all the way through actually, since they started. Oh, cool. Um, well, it's, it's, it's Matt, Rob, and Ian. Um, in the one I listened to, Ian wasn't available. Um, but th- they were talking a lot about sculpting in episode four, and there was some really good stuff in there. Um, and, um, certainly Rob. I it's, got the impression, it's probably doesn't... worth sorry to interrupt Dan, but it's no. probably worth sort of laying out
1: what the podcast is about, so it is a hobby orientated podcast, and by hobby I mean it's like a much better version of our on the hobby desk, but for two and a half hours um yes, so if they talk about a game um it's it's essentially in the context of looking what the models were in that game rather than um uh than the actual game itself. Um, and I found it very, very useful and very, very interesting. Um, the three guys are very good hobbyists. Um, and I recommend that you go down to their website and have a look at their stuff because, um, they're phenomenal. Um, and I'll hand over back to Dan now. So, uh, sorry to interrupt. I hate doing that. But
0: <laughs> no, that's all right, man. Um, I was just going to say, you know, I got, certainly Rob sounds like he's doing some incredible conversions. He's talking about what he's doing for Bellacore. Yeah. Creating his own Bellacore, oh my goodness.
1: He's been wanting to do one for each of the Chaos Gods.
0: Yeah, what, a Bellacor?
1: No, no, a, a conversion for like, a, um, yeah, because he's doing much what you, much the same as what you're doing, having like a big uh, Chaos army. What I loved is he's doing
0: Bellacor, imagined as the Lord of the End Times. Yeah. And then he's doing Archeon, he wants to do Archaeon, but as a Stormcast, as a good guy. Really? I think that's an amazing concept. Yeah, I really. I, I missed that bit. Yeah, I, I just thought that was sounded fantastic. Um, really, really good. Um, and it's interesting because, again, the guys are talking about how to juggle things like real life um, and events. Yeah. I, think, I think Matt said he had to be a bit more grown up about it this year, which I loved. I thought <laughs> that was brilliant. That just felt like it summed me up, really, and my approach was needing to be a bit more grown up about things <laughs> and not just being like, Every weekend is a hobby weekend and everything else must work around me. (laughs) So, yeah, I loved that. I thought that was brilliant. Um, So there are only four four episodes in, um, but clearly guys that are well-known in the community, they've got a good following, a really good following, um, and are really keen for people to drive the podcast as well. So one of the things I thought was quite cool is they said if, you know, if there's a particular miniature you'd like to know more about painting or you'd like to see them paint, just buy it, send it to them. They'll paint it up and they'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. I thought that was quite a cool idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. B- because they are clearly very talented hobbyists. I mean, you don't want to be buying models and sending them to me to paint. Or, you know, or writing an army list and sending it to me to try out for you. <laughs> Don't be doing that, crazy fools. Um, but with these guys, because they, they're, they're good, it's quite cool, I thought. Yeah. People can buy stuff and send it to you to paint. You're very good, although you'll say you're not, because you're modest like that. Uh, um,
1: yeah, I have my moments, but I don't think I'm consistently good. Um, I get really frustrated sometimes, because I'll, I'll pull out a, a face, as an example, um, and I'll get absolutely perfect, or as, as good as I could possibly do it, and I'm like, yes, brilliant. And then I'll go to do another one, and I will mess it up so badly I'll have to tear the flipping thing off the model and put a new one on um I'm not that's
0: that... a bit about how the gods feel
1: yeah. um I'm not that bad all the time, but um I do sometimes feel that uh, one of the things I think I suffer from is because I've taken so many hobby gaps and they've been big hobby gaps um I've lost some things that I learnt, so yeah. um. And not necessarily the actual technique of how to do it, but the confidence of how to do it or the, the, the I suppose, the muscle memory of how to do it. And I, I'm looking at some of my iron snakes now, and I'm thinking, you know, I haven't really gotten any better because, in a way, and it's been so many years, and I think that's a shame. I do think
0: that's a shame. But that's where I think that going along, like when you were talking to Tommy about going and spending some time with him, and we were talking about going to the heavy metal class and stuff, yeah, that's the stuff because if you will only get better if to to a degree anyway, like just painting more will get you better, yeah yeah, um, but only to a point, and then it's about learning new techniques well what um, I'd like
1: what I think is also important is is stepping outside of your uh outside of your comfort zone hmm. um and saying. Having a very clear idea of what you want to achieve, and then working to do that, even if it's outside of your comfort zone. So, for me, batch painting fifty goblins, I did that because I wanted to get my teeth into doing larger units again. Um, because I was becoming more every space of model I was painting, I was becoming more and more um, obsessed with you know every tiny little detail, and, and I was never going to get my armies painted painting like that. So I think pushing that, going outside of your comfort zone. So um, there's a great painter called Will. I forget his second name. He's on uh Instagram as Will Paints. He's been painting for seven months, and his his model, the quality of his models, is uh is is, is very high. And um he's doing techniques that I've put off doing, and I'm not really sure why. It's not that I'm scared of them at, at all. I just I keep putting them off. I can't even tell you why I'm putting them off, but he's gone and done a a non metal metallic Gilderman, and it looks stunning. Mm. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, why haven't I got, why haven't I sat down and done it? I sat and talked to Tommy for three hours about it. (laughs) I should have gone home then and picked up a damn model and done it. Um, I've watched the, uh, the painting Buddha video on how they did uh, that Stormcast model. Um, done all of those things. So why haven't I done it? Um, But it's interesting listening to these guys because they they kind of pick that stuff apart um, and they talk about techniques and little just little hints about how they do things. Um, And it's, it's especially useful when you're listening to their podcast to have their website up so you can see the models that they're talking about. But one of the things that they're very good at when they're talking about armies is talking about Especially in the first two podcasts, I've got a real sense of about army painting and the things that I don't think of. And do you remember I said to you when we went up to Autumn Tides, I don't think my iron snakes will ever win a competition painting wise because they don't, they don't stand out. I don't think Mm. my, I don't think my style of painting stands out. Um, I don't use very vibrant colors. I I try and make them all look not realistic because I'm not that good, but realistic tones, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um so i they don't you know jump off the table and and grab anybody, which I'm quite happy with um because they're one of those they're a bit like um you have to get closer to see see what I've done that kind of stuff and i'm I'm happy with that but um
0: it's interesting well, maybe as a as a sort of challenge you could do something like when you do your blood bowl when you do your goblins, go for a more of a standing out I'm going to yeah
1: I really want to do the 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 blood bowl um team. In a really punchy, kind of hilarious way. <laughs> so lots of bright colours. Colours that I would never think to choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Pro Painted, guys, honestly, if you're into painting and you even remotely like our hobby desk section, if you want to hear someone do it properly, <laughs> then Pro Painted <laughs> is
0: the way to go. Um, so, um, so I have a cool hobby announcement, by the way, a community announcement, Ben. Yeah. That I've just found out. So your um your wonderful wife has just confirmed that you are in fact free on the weekend of Warhammer Fest. Oh, cool! So isn't that good? Yeah, oh yeah, it's
1: hilarious that you've asked my asked Joe whether I can do that while we're sat here doing the podcast rather than just ask me. I think it says everything. <laughs> in fairness, if you'd have <laughs> asked me, I'd have told you to ask. <laughs> I know you would
0: have. I know you would have. You've got to go to the right person straight away. Oh, that's Before not cool. get too excited So that's good, isn't it? Yeah, totes Oh, I can't believe I just said totes You just said totes and recorded it So um, we had a question, didn't we, from the community? <laughs> I think it's the best question that we've had So the question was this Why <laughs> is Ben very well-spoken and actually in Cornwall But I sound like an extra from the Pirates of Penzance <laughs> And live all the way up-country <laughs> <laughs> that was a a classic uh response to us asking questions mr Wosley that was yeah um unsurprisingly <laughs> i think it's all about compensating <laughs> i pine for the homeland um <laughs> and the and so that you know allow the accent to take hold and i talk to my dad regularly and he um he has a fairly strong Cornish accent. Oh, he does and all. Um and as for you being well spoken, well
1: I don't know what I he's know. talking about.
0: <laughs> no. I think I think that's that what that is, that is in counterpoint to your appearance, which is somewhat dishevelled. <laughs> <laughs> the number of those funny Facebook things of cats. That looked like your hair. Stuff, just <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> that one recently of that fluffy beast. <laughs> it's like when I get up in the morning, I was like, flipping heck. It's just exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's compensating. Well, That's what um, I would say. I, I,
1: I, like, um, I can't be asked to get my hair cut. That's what it comes down to. It's as simple as that.
0: That's fair. Yeah, you can't, besides which, you're like part Viking, so you can't be doing that.
1: Anyway, <laughs> so um, another person we'd like to give a shout out to um, is a friend of mine that I met in the Bobbing Club um, called
0: um, Ian the Henderson. The Club is a wargaming club, by the way, not like some kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I think people got
0: that. Well, in my head, it, it was something different.
1: You're, you're the one who joined strange cults and paints yourself in red and runs around <laughs> pretending to be corn berserkers. Um
0: anybody that's joined the podcast like after that episode will actually be worried at this point.
1: <laughs> uh so Ian Henson, uh, otherwise known as hendy badger uh, he runs a page called The Tales of the Tablesco Tabletop skirmisher Um and he's that page is extremely good at staying on the pulse of of war gaming in general. Um I you probably get the majority of my news about um, non-games workshop stuff from Ian Henderson's page. Um, he's a really nice guy as well and um, really interactive. So if you if you haven't already, um, it's well worth signing up to Tales of the Tabletop Skirmisher um, because well, because it's a great page um, and it's very good for keeping you up to date. His particular theme of interest is Necromunda and. At the moment. He's got that awesome table, hasn't he? He's got a phenomenal table. Absolutely phenomenal. So much stuff. I just can't... I can't even mentally face the concept of cleaning up that many Mechanicum Sector buildings. <laughs> <And table>. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just fall in a heap at the thought of it. Um, but, it, you know, he's done it. He's painted. It um, It looks great. So, well worth um, signing up to that. So... um yeah, two big recommendations there. Uh, and we can't speak highly enough of either of them, really, at the moment. And I think with that, we shall move
0: on to... Seems a, uh, a fine point to head out into the wilds, does it not?
1: Yeah, having talked about a guy who gives us most of our information about the wilds. he's like yes, He's indeed. like the, the, uh, the a tracker for the wilds. <laughs> Hendy Badger, the
0: wilds tracker. <laughs> <laughs> right on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're almost there. The marathon is almost over. You've done very well. <laughs> uh, we are soon to make Planet 4. Grab the final bit of refreshment and we will be back with you soon.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome back to the final section um, into the Wilds where we talk about um, all the other stuff that we can't really. Shoehorn into one of the other sections. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about two things. Uh, as Dan said in the intro, uh, the first one is a board game called Ticket to Ride, um, which is probably not something that um, many people haven't heard of by now. It's an incredibly successful game, It's massive, isn't it? Um, it's won
0: loads of awards and
1: things. It has, um, and I, I'm not. I'm genuinely not surprised, actually. Um, so. Joe's brother used to play it a lot and got really into it. And, um, I don't really. I'm going to make you laugh now, but I'm not a big fan of, of board games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like Monopoly and things like that. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because. I think it's because I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah. It's not that I have a huge issue with them. Um, but I've, I've, over the last sort of two to three years, I've started to like them, started to give them a bit more time. Um, and I suppose it's got a lot to do with the fact that there are board games are a bigger thing now. Um, and they're starting to make board games about stuff that I actually care about. Mm. So when my family at Christmas would say, Oh, do you want to play a game? I'd be like, Oh, yeah, okay. To keep the peace, I'll play a game. Really, in my head, I'd be like, If it's Shadespire or <laughs> if that board game is, um, you know, Hero Quest, then I'm in. Um, but if it's not, then I'm not. <laughs> um. Um. But but now I've sort of. I, it, it kind of started when you gave me um. Uh, Cornish smuggler. Yeah. So uh, Ticket to Ride is is essentially a game about. Um. It's a bit like Railroad Tycoon if you ever played that on the PC. Um. Where the the goal is to build routes across originally America, but there's a European version. Um. And there's even a British version if you're that sad. I've got um, that you. <laughs> And it's uh, brilliant. It's very good. Um and my wife is a backhanding spiteful train operator if ever there was one. <laughs> um yeah, cuz what the essentially the idea is is um you, you can build routes to block other people and force them to build a station which costs them extra points. So there's it's quite tactical. Um I tend to do stupid things like just build the massive tunnel as soon as I can <laughs> even if it's nowhere near where I am. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause it gives you a load of points.
0: Um but yeah, you play it quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, yeah, Harriet and I love it. But we um Harriet isn't it not that candid and conniving with her railroading and neither am I because if I am, she gets upset. So not upset, like really upset, but just in that kind of you don't want to upset your wife in that way, kind of upset. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's not just my wife, my mother is even worse. <laughs>
0: So if I build, uh, uh, if I if I try and build a route to cut off Harriet's route, it's just not it's not worth it, man. I can't, can't be dealing with it. So I don't. So we have we have quite a um, a civilized approach when we're playing, uh, but we, which
1: isn't the point at all.
0: Sorry. Which isn't the point at all, no, but we we enjoy ourselves. it's great, it's great it's it's a great game, and actually the the despite being sad enough to have the u k version um it's got some cool little expansions in it, like technologies, so you can purchase technologies um which allow you to do different things, so that's quite cool yeah um but yeah, yeah it is it's a great game, and it's very simple. that's what I like yeah I, it is. Know, the rules are on yeah. like what two pages. Yeah, yeah, mostly, mostly. So. so that's good. So a bit yeah. like Eighth Edition. So yeah, I love the age,
1: age of Age of Sigma of board games. <laughs> yeah, rules on two pages, done.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good.
1: So yeah, that, we've um, that gets a hearty recommendation from me, having just played it over Christmas. Um, oh yeah, and me, and I en- love it, and enjoyed playing it over Christmas. Yeah, um, rather than um, just
0: suffered it. <laughs> um, Burned your copy of Monopoly.
1: Oh, Monopoly. Hell's bells. It's, it's probably... Oh, I don't even know how to pull out. I don't know how it's done as well as it has. It's so dull and long.
0: <laughs> Just by being probably yeah. being the first, you know?
1: Yeah, true enough. My brother... Uh, he's going to hate me. I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> My brother got such a strop when we were kids playing Monopoly, when we were camping, um, in one, you know, those, um, the family sized tents, um, that he stormed off into his little kind of tent cubicle and even tried to slam the tent cubicle door, <laughs> which was so funny. Um, I wish I'd had a mobile phone to film it because it would have been an instant YouTube success. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably those experiences that put me off board games. Slamming of the tent flat, <laughs> so cross. Brilliant. And it didn't help
0: that we were wetting ourselves laughing watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, um, you also wanted to talk about. You've spotted um, a new game by Mantic, a um, Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. It's a board game. It's quite cool because the Mantic have been games. picking up a few licenses lately. Um, they they did yeah, Walking so have, Dead. Yeah didn't they? Yeah, they did.
1: Yeah. I'm probably, I'm certainly more interested in that side of it than, uh, of what they're doing than the, um, the bigger games like Kings of War. I've no much interest in that, to be honest. And um, mainly I suppose, because I don't need another fantasy game. I've already got one to take up enough of my time. Yeah. But these kind of small, (laughs) these small buy-ins, um, like the walking dead and they've got some great models for walking dead. Um, and this it's it's interesting and um i um, I was a, I was a big fan of the film and i'm looking forward to the new one um i don't know much about hellboy but i i like the the images you know the um the kind of theme of it the images of it the the uh the design um so i'm quite excited about it um just to see what it's like if nothing else for the models um because hellboy in a model is going to be cool yeah if nothing else um but we don't have much information on it at the moment
0: no doing it through kickstarter uh, aren't they in april
1: yep um i don't know a great deal more than that other than it's on them it was on their blog and they talk about it there um so they've they've got uh, the license from dark horse comics yeah and um most of the rest of the kind of release is talking about them as a company, which doesn't, it's one of those releases which is <laughs> giving you some information, but not much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but filled out in a page full of text. So I think it's going to be really cool. Um, I think they hit the nail on the head with, um, the sentence Hellboy has a great cast of characters, diverse locations, and legendary monsters from the pages of folklore and myth. I think that's exactly what I'm excited about. Um, so, Looking forward to it. Yeah. But in fairness, dude, we've got some stuff coming up soon. So we've got the the Fallout game is not far off.
0: <laughs> well, I had all that excitement about Star Trek where I nearly lost it, didn't I? But I still haven't managed to play it like <clears> that. I tried. I set up a group on Facebook and was like, right, when are people available? And that went so well what? that I was like, right, well, I'm not bothering then
1: To do a, a Star Trek role-playing group? Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the original series over Christmas.
0: <laughs> it's just so it's good. just really tough. Like I know everybody knows this, but it's just really tough when when you're grown up trying to get anything regular organized. Oh, so hard. It's ridiculous. It's just I mean, mad. There's always bloody something.
1: I mean, it is it is really really hard. To <laughs> you've almost got to be brutal about it and say this is the this is the night I'm going to be doing it if anyone wants to come along you do it but you can't do that with role play you need to have regular people um, and, a, and a decent number of them so it is really tough yeah um, I think it takes about two weeks in our role playing group just to find a date for the next role-playing session yeah Which <laughs> is just, just ridiculous Absolutely. but there we go um so yeah some exciting stuff. In the greater world. Um, and that's not even to mention the fact that TT Combat have just gone utterly mental with the amount of products that they're releasing. Um, the scenery stuff they're doing for Drop Zone, um, and they're starting to release the stuff for Fallout now. Um, yeah.
0: Loads of exciting. Stuff. It's an exciting time to be in the hobby. Very exciting. There's so much going on. Um, well, yeah, it's difficult to know what to turn on next, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And I do feel that in this section, it's, it, it
1: does come... We we do a bit of a kind of a news announcement, don't we? Yeah. It's like, look at all this cool stuff that we, we will not have time to do.
0: <laughs> Maybe that should um, be
1: one of our resolutions, dude,
0: that we should play a... Uh, choose another another thing and do it. Yeah. I suppose it would need to be a miniatures game, really, wouldn't it? Well,
1: for, uh, for me, if it's going to be something, it's going to be Fallout, fella. Yeah, that's true. You know, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Because... <laughs> 'Cause that uh, that universe is is just is so good and so well developed and um and the models look fantastic. So but yeah, if you if you're interested in, in collecting a little set and and playing that, I'm I'm all for it. It does look very good, doesn't it? Yeah. Very good it does. indeed. And of course we've got the Star Wars game coming out as well this year. Oh, which yeah. I'm desperately trying to avoid every contact. If I see it on the page, I will move away from the page because between that blood and plunder and fallout, I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to get any of my uh, my current models painted if I keep buying new ones. No. <laughs> and on that incredible bombshell,
0: <laughs> that's just the theme of our hobby, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, awesome. Thank you very much. What good evening. Nice to chat to you.
1: Yeah, as always, um, at the Two Piece Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Same one for all three. Um, send us messages, ask us questions. Um, we do this for the love of it, guys. So, you know, anything you want to shove our ways to have a look at or talk about, we, we, we will talk about it on the podcast because there is some amazing stuff going on in the, in the community. Um, and we, you know, we're kind of here to, to support the community, and it's you know, is that the right way of putting it?
0: Yeah, we were talking about this before we started recording, and ultimately, we do this because we love the hobby, we love sharing the hobby, and we'd love to see other people get the same levels of enjoyment out of the hobby as we do. Yeah, absolutely. And if we can help people do that in any way, we'd love to give us a shout. You know, yeah. inspire people or motivate people or make people think, bloody heck, I'm not going to do it the way they do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, warn yeah. people off. Then, then, yeah, we'd love to do that. We um, we do the hobby because we love it, really, don't we, man? Um, it's yeah. nothing better than seeing people getting excited about the hobby and and enjoying it. Um, so yeah, that's that's why we do it, and we'd love you to be part of it. And thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: So we'll see you uh, next time. We're not going to have a um an extended period. We're we'll back to every two weeks on Wednesday. So yeah um look out for us then and if you want us to talk about anything then just um throw us a throw us a message and we will do it absolutely um obviously the more information you give us the easier that will be
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Um, well then guys good evening thank you very much for joining us and we will be back in two weeks time